Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey thought thinkers, welcome to season six, episode 12, When I Grow Up. You guys know the format. First, I wanna stand in a place of gratitude and say thank you to all of those who have been with us for the entire journey and then thank those who are on the journey from this day forward. Welcome. I wanna let you know that you can always go to runonthoughts.com to listen to any podcast that we have done so far or feel free to go to runonthoughts.com and choose your favorite platform. We are on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and like I said, you can always listen at runonthoughts.com. You can also go on SoundCloud if you want to comment, if you have any questions, if you want to share thoughts and ideas, or if you want me to respond back, okay? I also have a section called Hey Help, where you guys ask me questions, and I answer those questions, whether via email, or I choose a question that I think would best suit our entire platform, and I will answer that on the air. I am still figuring out how I want to incorporate Hey Help into the platform, so please keep sending me those emails at think at runonthoughts.com. Are you guys ready to get started? Because I am ready. First of all, I am kind of shocked that I don't hear this conversation more out in the world. Nothing's new. There's nothing that we discuss or other platforms discuss that is a new concept. What we're usually trying to do is to use, take those old concepts, or what I'm usually trying to do is take those old concepts and we are trying to unlearn and unpack them to see how they serve us or what was the reason, what, who, What were they trying to do in serving us in the past, right? So episode 12, when I grow up, how many times have you heard in your life, what do you want to be? I was going to name the um, podcast, what do you want to be? And then I thought on a broader spectrum because I want to say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Your whole life from the time you were born, people are either, are either putting on you what they want you to be and as part of your identity, they start asking you, what do you want to be? And then you must start thinking, right? Because it's just not enough to be. Because that's what the be is for me, right? What do you want to be? What is wrong with just being? You exist, you are, so you, in essence, you really are just being. There's nothing else to be but who you were born to be. But yet, here on earth, we live in a world that does not allow that, right? There are systems in place that tell us that we have to want to be something. And the reason that we have to want to be something is because 
It will give us purpose or it will give us a job and we can make money, right? Because that's the real issue that I'm having with this entire concept. I saw a meme and it said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the man, what do you want to do? Like, or something to that nature. And he said, I want leisure, darling, leisure. And I don't know why, but from the moment I heard that meme, I wasn't sure if the man was being funny or serious. But ever since I heard that meme, I've been thinking. And I've been thinking about the fact that I feel tricked. I feel tricked into this societal construct of capitalism where I am born into a space where I have to want to be something. And as one of those people who is competitive and one of those people who wants the best for myself, I grew up believing that, okay, I wanted to be a writer. Why did I want to be a writer? I wanted to be a writer because I think I told you guys the story about I didn't read really well when I was young and I don't think it was no fault of my own. My mom was a drug dealer, I mean drug dealer, a a drug addict. So learning wasn't a priority, but after she died and once we went to my aunt's house where there was structure and you were going to learn whether you wanted to learn or not, I realized that I both enjoyed writing and I enjoyed speaking. I was even in storytelling contests. I started attaching speaking and writing to my identity. I was no longer just Marshall, right? Whatever that meant, Marshall who wants to be out in the world or whatever it is. But And I think it's because, like I said, from the time we are born, These roles are placed on us, these ideas, these thoughts, right? It's not my thoughts. The world is giving us these thoughts saying, what do you want to be? Who are you? Who are you going to be? They're putting us, some of us are born into class systems around the world. Some of us are born into structures that tell you who you are, right? And that's what these boxes are, right? I think I've had conversations about that in the past about, you know, we don't fit into one box. But we live in a world that needs you to fit into a box for its own benefit, right? It needs to know who you are, where you are, why you are, and what you're doing so that it can tell you what you need, what you like, what you don't like, where you're going, and all of this other kind of foolishness. And, you know, by the time I was 16, I was pregnant. And then I had the nerve to be upset with myself for being pregnant. But the reason why I was upset with myself for being pregnant is because I'm going off the script, right? The life script said that you are a writer. The life script said that you are a speaker. You are supposed to be going to college so that you can be a productive member of society, make money. Well, make money for who? Me? I guess so, because we live on earth and in on earth and even more so in America, you have to earn money so that you can eat, so that you can have a roof over your head, so you can have all of these things. And that's one thing, right? But it's the way they enforce the fact that what do you want to be? Most people are not necessarily talking about money. They're talking about prestige. They're talking about identity. This is usually enforced, well, it used to be usually enforced in men, right? They had to be the protector and they had to be the provider. And you see so many men who get older who their job is their identity. And then without the job, these men have no identity. And I'm like, wow, 
Because we all know subconsciously that your job is not your identity. It is simply what you do. But when you are being bombarded with the question of who are you and what do you want to be and what is your purpose, then you spend a lifetime thinking about this concept. And then after my son was born and I got my life together and made some different decisions and decided that I wanted to go back to school and I decided and thought that I wanted to be a part of corporate America because I wanted, and and truthfully, it's because I wanted to prove that I could make it. Now, I don't even know what make it means. I wanted to prove that even as a young black woman with a baby and all of the stereotypes associated with that idea that I could make it, I could get a degree, I could be a part of the society that makes money and has stuff. Here we go, because stuff. I realized that stuff is also how they get you to want to be something, right? This idea that you are better than because you have stuff or because you have fancy cars or because you can buy an expensive bag. And I was going to say a $5,000 bag, but expensive is relative, right? If you only have a, 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 a dollar, then a, a $100 bag is expensive, right? So even expenses are relative, but... You know, there's these class systems of lower class, poor, middle class, upper class, rich, wealthy. There's so many systems that make people feel like where their station in life is who they are. And it is not the truth. And I began to feel this way once my son started getting older. It's so crazy that, you know, I was climbing, you're, I'm, I'm getting educated. I want to be a part of corporate America so bad. I can't when my son is small. Now it's a choice that I made. I made a choice to work close to home, to make less money so that I could get off early and be the mom that I wanted to be as a single working mother. I'm not a single parent, but I was a single mother, right? I wanted to make sure that I was available for his education. I wanted to make sure that I was available for to be home, to cook, to clean, to do the things that a traditional mother would do. And that's really hard for mothers who want to work and who have to work and who want to have a career. But I was able to do that. And then once my son started getting older and I realized that I could possibly travel to the city and that I had gotten my education and I had gotten degrees that I wanted to go to the city. And then my son is older. He doesn't need me in the same manner that he used to need me. And I realized in that moment that, wow, all this time that I have been mothering, I'm not a complaining mother. I realize that every mother has a separate experience as as it relates to her children and the responsibility and the job. But I can tell you guys that I loved the job. I don't know why. I never, ever, ever complained about motherhood. I've never felt tired because of it. I've never wanted a break because of it. I've never wanted my son to go be someplace else because of it. And 
I had a village and maybe that's the reason why, but my son normally didn't spend the night out because he didn't want to. Even if he went to his dad's house, he would still want to come home or we would be on the phone to two and three o'clock in the morning, even when he was a little boy, because he wanted to go to sleep or talk to his mother. I enjoyed the cooking. I enjoyed the helping with the homework. I love going on all of the school trips. I love writing his newsletter for school. I mean, I loved him climbing in my bed and we would read a book. I loved it even not love, but even when he was sick and I had to nurse you back to health, I loved singing the songs, teaching the ABCs. I mean, I really, really loved the entire experience. And I am sure in hindsight, I needed to love it, y'all, because it was hard. I had a Metro card and I had it had to last for the week. And because my son um, went to a school that was like two bus routes, I had to walk to get him from school or from the after school care because I couldn't waste the bus route on myself and make him walk. I mean, there were so many things that I did. Even when he went to school in Long Island with his father, I had to take the bus and then walk a whole mile just to say hi to him so he could have his first day of school. But even that I enjoyed because the smile on his face when I fulfilled an obligation was so big, and I think that too, right? I'm also a busybody. I enjoy being busy. And I also think that my enjoying motherhood for me is attached to the fact that I don't believe that I got the type of mothering that I gave, right? So my inner child was healed through parenting, if that makes sense to you guys. So when that job was looking like it was going to be over, I realized that, oh shit, I really like this motherhood job. And for the first time, I no longer wanted or had a desire to be part of corporate America. I didn't want that right? My values had changed. And if I had done it again, I would have chosen to hopefully get married to a man who could protect and financially provide for an entire family because I would have wanted to stay home. Remember, I chose a job where while my son is at school, I'm at work. And then when he gets off school, he comes to my job, we come home together. And then the role of motherhood you know, continues. But if I had to do it over again, I would like to be a stay at home mom because I like the job. I would have liked to have been my son's nurturer, soul nurturer, teacher, and person who grew him into the world without having to live in a feminine energy, a masculine energy, all at the same time because it is draining. Sometimes when I see moms complaining, I see that they are doing way too much. And I see that they have these false false ideas of a team, right? They're doing, they, they have a partner, but their partner is not fulfilling their obligation or their partner believes that their obligation is just to be the financial provider and that they don't do anything further. And even there are those who are financial providers and the woman is also a financial provider and she mostly takes care of her family. 
and that is draining. And so that idea about having to do it, like I knew I had to do it mostly by myself, but I like doing things by myself because I don't really like consulting with others about what I'm going to do. It slows down the process. I got to get it done. And so that sense of trauma that I can't depend on nobody, that also allowed me to mother in a way that I see other people not being able to mother in. And I also believe in the in perception, right? How you perceive a thing is how it will reflect in your head. So because as a mom, I am constantly looking for reasons to enjoy it. I am enjoy it. Of course, there were things that I didn't like. Of course, there were things that went wrong. I, money was tight, right? But I had to have a roof over our head. I had to make food. I had to be creative. I had to make fun. And the being creative is what made the job fun, right? One time I lost my job, y'all, and I rent was $500. I know. Don't gasp because I understand what rent is like now for young people who go out into the world. And that's another thing. What do you want to be? And they're telling you that what you want to be will attach you to money and you can have the life that your parents had and you can buy a home and you can have children and you can have barbecues in the backyard. And that seems to no longer be true because the same entry level position 25 years ago, it's still the same entry-level position. Nobody is getting any money, but that is part of the reason why I feel like we have all been tricked, breadcrumbed. This idea of capitalism has got us all fucked up. But like I said, I had $800. The rent was $500. Gasp again. And I had $300 to get back and forth, get us back and forth to work and school, buy groceries and pay our little bills. And I motherfucking made it happen. Now, I could have been miserable about the fact that I had very little resources, but instead of being miserable, part of my identity is solution-based right? I don't know if that's a trauma response. I'm sure it's a trauma response because I always feel like the only person that I can depend on is myself. So instead of worrying, I just get right to the meat of the matter and look for a solution. So I would buy big bags of chicken and uh, large bags of rice and I would get vegetables and, 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 you know, lots of cans of vegetables because I had to make sure that I could get fruit and get snacks and get things because I also had food trauma. So we needed to have food in the house and then I would find ways to make extra money and then I would get a second job and then all kinds of things, right? But I made it happen and my joy came from the very idea of making it happen. And then, like I said, he's older and I no longer have to do this job that I'm finding out that I love so much and that I don't want to be a part of corporate America. Because I also believe that this happens to many mothers and they say that, you know, mothers stop climbing the corporate ladder and some blame men. But I also think that it's not all men. I think that when some mothers become mothers... And this is no guilt, no shame. I think you get to choose what you want and how you want. And I don't necessarily believe that being at home is better for children or working is not. I believe that the relationship that you build with your children is personal, but it has to be a relationship, right? Because you can be a stay-at-home mother and not be present. You can, you can go to work and be present. Present is the idea, right? I think I'm going to talk about that in another podcast because I enjoy talking about motherhood and parenting and listening to our children and figuring out who they are and figuring out who we are. Not just them. It's not just about us being in a rat race. 
and teaching them to be in the rat race. But that seems to happen a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you, I have this quote, and now this is mine. It belonged in a poem that I wrote years ago. And I've forgotten most of the things that I wrote, but this one stays with me. Have you ever been running and your feet ain't moving? Ain't that something? So many people are running to nowhere and their feet ain't even fucking moving. Why? It's because like me, you're looking for an identity. You're looking for purpose. You want to do something that heals the world or makes you feel significant. And the truth is you shouldn't have to do nothing uh, to feel significant. The very thing that you need to do to feel significant in this world is make money. But it's make money so that you can eat, have a roof over your head, have purpose, right? Because if we all had true freedom, right? True freedom, true freedom would look like leisure. Who has that? Many rich people have that. And some of us think that they are spoiled or this or that, or we talk bad about them. But the truth is, I really believe that that's what we aspire, right? And I believe that we were tricked. I believe that we were tricked to be worker bees so that people could be leisure bees. I made the leisure bee part up, right? Like we work and there are people, there's a system in place called capitalism that is above us that gets the benefit of our working. We go to work. We are part of this rat race. They give us a little bit, right? They, they no longer even give you enough to take care of yourself, to have the life that you want to have. So now you went to school, you did all these things, you got a job, and then you're at home finding out that, was this my purpose? Is this what I want to do? Because the minute you're not able to take care of yourself, living in your purpose, it starts to feel quite like this is not the purpose. And now as I have gotten older and I start looking at the world through a new lens and I start looking at the fact that our children can't move out of the house, I start looking at the fact that our elders retire only to get sick and die or be too crippled or and not able to walk to enjoy life. It's like we're all tricked. They're like, save so when you retire, you can travel the world. And then as soon as you retire, you are too tired or your identity and you get mental health issues and you get all of these things. And I'm saying all of this to say that I don't want to work. And I don't believe that anyone wants to work. Work is not a desire. Working does not give you an identity at all. Work is purpose driven and not purpose from a spiritual living. Work is simply so that your ass can eat. But yet they keep telling you that it's so that you can Feel good about yourself. How many of you fucking feel good? Most of you do not feel good, right? It's because you're trying to believe the lie that they told you about working. I don't want to work. I want a life of leisure. And, and guess what? I don't want to quit my job. Like most of you don't want to quit your job. But 
Not because you don't want to quit your job. You don't want to quit your job because you can't. You need the money. Even entrepreneurship, I thought I wanted to start a business. I have started many businesses. I got a business for this, a business for this, a business for that. But it's all working for me is the third party, right? It's so that I can gain access to more money, so I can gain access to more privilege, so I can gain more access to more leisure, so that I can do the things that I want to do. You see what I'm saying there? It's not because I necessarily want to work. And then guilt, right? I don't have any small children anymore. I don't have a bunch of side jobs anymore. I don't have a bunch of little side businesses anymore. I mean, I have this podcast. I work a full-time job. I'm still a licensed notary. I don't really, you know, that doesn't require me to do that much, right? And I think that's because I'm always used to, I, my entire life, I've always done so much that now I got the nerve to feel guilty. Y'all, I'm going to even confess, I felt like, well, if I'm not busy, should I be here on earth? And I don't want to die. I'm not that type of person. I've never had that type of feeling in my life. But it's this idea that if I'm not busy and doing something that the world has deemed productive, do I deserve to be on earth, right? Like in my head, I, I got to go back to school so I can feel, so I could tell the universe that I want to be here. And I'm like, well, damn, isn't that fucking trauma as well? The fact that my being believes that I can't sit in the middle of my bed and eat popcorn and watch a movie because that somehow makes me unproductive. Well, what the fuck did I do all of this work for? I thought so that it was so that I could lay in the middle of the bed, eat popcorn and watch a movie. And yet I am feeling guilty about that notion right? I think we all need to get back to the village. I think we all need to stop sending our children out into the world to pay this two, three, four, five thousand dollar rent because it is draining them. It is draining us. All these things, these notions about they got to get out into the world and make their own way. It's all so somebody else can get rich, right? If they rent an apartment or buy a house and furnish it and pay Con Edison and pay the light bill and pay this, somebody else gets that money. I would rather they stay home, save money, invest, maybe buy property, travel, do things, explore explore see right explore try things do things explore have a life of leisure so many people have a life of leisure but working class people understand right it's 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 even a labor of love when someone is saying what do you want to be you got to grow up and be something when immigrants come to the country and say i want my children to be a doctor i want you to be a no it's for prestige right nobody really wants to work and i wish people would have the balls to say oh shit it's because i feel tricked I've, I live in a world that has made it clear that we are run by capitalism. The construct is capitalism. The construct is to be part of the working class or if you can find your way out of it and be 
the leaders of capitalism so that others can work for you and you can have a life of leisure. But trust me, those at the top are living a life of leisure and they want to keep that life of leisure by any means necessary. Now, I was trying to keep today's episode light, but even things like racism or societal constructs, right, made to pit those at the bottom against each other so that while they're fighting, you don't see that those at the top are draining the system of all of the means, all of the money. This is a true concept. There are people who are fighting for the right to be whatever color they are so that, but, but it makes them feel like they are better. They're not giving them money. They're just giving them class. It's kind of like sexism. You gave men a sense of power over women so that they can feel like if I give you a middle-class house in a middle-class neighborhood and make you the leader of your household and you're the alpha male, that you're a something when they're a peep, when you go to work and you work for your boss and you say, yes, Mr. Charlie, and you are nothing there. It's all a farce to make you feel like you want to work harder for somebody else so that you can make them more money with the illusion of inclusion and that you can move up and have more what? Things. And now here we are. Here we are unfolding. People are unfolding. Mental illness, mental health is at an all-time high, and I am so excited. The ungrappling of all of the social constructs as it relates to race and ethnicity. All races and ethnicities are saying that I deserve to be here. I will be seen. They are no longer accepting the construct that this is where I am supposed to be, and I need to be like you, and you need to be like me. People are standing in their own truth and I just want to add to that truth that you don't have to be you don't have to want to be nothing except who you are your very birth makes you worthy of love and acceptance your birth is purpose the fact that we are being born right Because if I am born in a country that doesn't allow women to be whatever they want to be, I could suppose God could have wanted me to be a doctor because my hands can heal. But this construct in which I live in doesn't allow that. But if we all had the freedom and the God-given right to be the very self that we were born, I believe this world would be a better place. But because of all of these constructs and because we are forced into all of these boxes, we are all out here fighting to see which box we belong in. And then some of us feel like we belong in two boxes or three boxes or no boxes or four boxes or five boxes or I got to be with this group or that group. And it's fucking driving you crazy. And I know with all of that said, some of us got to get up and go to work, myself included. I just want you to know that you work for money. It is not your identity. You work because you need to eat. Your joy needs to come from 
other things. Your joy needs to come from simply being alive. Your joy needs to come from you like to dance, so you dance. Your joy needs to come from a place of gratitude, right? I'm grateful that I'm able to work, not that I want to work. I'm grateful that I am able to work. I am grateful that I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I can pay for the roof over my head. I'm grateful that I have food. I'm grateful for all of those things, and yet I understand because that is what we are doing, guys. We are unpacking and we are unlearning constructs that keep us from being our most authentic selves. And it doesn't always mean that we can change it, right? But we need to understand what is going on so that we can be like, hmm, I love you guys. I hope today's episode wasn't a waste of time, but I want you to understand, and I'm going to keep saying it, your very existence means that you are worthy of everything. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.